Mate, did we watch a thing this week? Yeah, we did. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 2019 91st Academy Awards. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> I mean, like, I wouldn't do it for the Oscars, but I mean, just your general delivery. Yeah. I was on board with. Okay. Uh, hang on. Let me, let me try again. Ladies and gentlemen. Nah, isn't, I've lost it. Isn't All it right. good? Good while it lasted. Uh, here we are doing our uh, our Oscars episode, mate. That's why we're here. <laughs> <laughs> doing what every other movie podcast in the world is doing, buddy. Oh, well, we'll just have to do it better. <laughs> yeah, we will. We will. We're different too because, I mean, we're, I mean, are we better? We don't even do all the categories. No. <laughs> should, no. We, should we? No. No. Th- that's what makes us different is that. We can't. We're so accepting of our mediocrity. <laughs> That's true. We'll, we'll only touch on the categories that we feel we uh, know enough about, and, and even those are even, sketchy. Like, come on, <laughs> come on. <laughs> Things we know enough about. Um, the takeaway we just ate, <laughs> dude. It was like furious temper all over again. I ate too much chicken too quick. Oh, dear. Who, who, why do we do that? My Whose poor, idea was that? My poor sweet Billy. Uh, whose idea was it? Oh, look, I, all I said was, you know, KFC deliver now. <laughs> all right? You're the one who took that and ran with it. Okay. <laughs> but as we said, here we are to talk about the Oscars, the shambles that have been the 91st <laughs> Oscars. <laughs> what a shit show. <laughs> look, I've got a couple of uh, fun tidbits, as I did last year. So did you know that this year Netflix have nearly doubled their nominations? They went from eight last year to 15 this year. They're taking over the world. Another fun fact. Bohemian Rhapsody is the lowest Rotten Tomato scoring Best Picture nominee in over 30 years. Um, I think I know what what the one you're referring to is. Is it Out of Africa? It is. Hey, and it uh, won. Yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, here's a really fun fact. Quran himself, like- as himself- As an individual. Has four nominations this year. Yeah, he's talented. Joins the club with only two others. The Coen brothers did it for No Country for Old Men, and Warren Beatty did it twice. Right. And also, just- I mean, this year's been shambles, mate. Up until about an hour ago of recording, uh, cinematography and editing were getting snubbed. <laughs> yeah, they're um, Along kind, with- kind of central to the process. Along with hair and makeup and was it best documentary short? Uh, it was one of the shorts. One of the shorts. I don't know if it was- Live action short, maybe. Was, yeah. Um, yeah, we're, we're going to be aired during ad breaks. But they've now turned their back on that and said, nah, we'll, we'll do them. Yeah. <laughs> Good on you, Oscars. Del Toro's tweet in response to it was, I thought, brilliant. Because it wasn't- He didn't go the outrage path. He was just summed it up succinctly and brilliantly. Del Toro said- I would not presume to suggest what categories should occur during commercials on Oscar night, but please, cinematography and editing are at the very heart of our craft. They are not inherited from a theatrical or literary tradition. They are cinema itself. That is a good tweet. Could you do that again with a Mexican accent? Um, not without being really <laughs> offensive. I feel like you're missing the heart of the tweet okay. by not doing a Mexican accent. All right, well, that's all my fun facts out of the way. Should we get into it? Yeah, let's do it. What category should we start with, mate? Uh, you pick. 
let's work our way up. How about we start with the least important, cinematography. I will, <laughs> I will cut you. Followed by editing. <laughs> so the nominations for cinematography this year are The Favourite, A Star Is Born, Cold War, Never Look Away, and Roma. Wait, you forgot if Beale Street could talk. <laughs> no, the Academy did, mate. What <laughs> on earth? Look, I think there were some amazingly shot films this year. I, I also thought First Man was extraordinarily well shot. Uh, I mean, I guess a lot of that was the production design in general. But, yeah, not happy with Beale Street, not getting a nom. Oh, disgraceful. But, I mean, what what are you picking? What, where's your heart? Where's your head? Um, of the nominees, heart and head is the same. Roma. I agree. Yeah. Um, Curon normally works with Emmanuel Lebeski. He wasn't available for Roma, so he was just like, oh, well, I'll shoot it myself. And in a truly revolting display of talent, yeah, he, I mean, my God, it's stunning. Yeah, I, f- I finally got to Roma last night and I loved it. It's worthy of winning this award just for its opening shot, I think. Yeah, and then there's, I mean, there's that shot at the beach where, oh, I mean, c- come on. You can't, yeah. it's it's unfair to be that good at that many things. Yep. Yeah, I hate you, Karan. <laughs> Well, let, let's see where the odds are at, because they're usually pretty accurate. Holy shit. Roma's winning this award. <laughs> uh, Roma is currently peaked at a dollar and four cents. Okay. <laughs> uh, next closest is A Star Is Born. Uh, let's go on to editing. Editing. All right. So, for that, we've got Patrick Don Vito for Green Book. We've got John Ottman for Bohemian Rhapsody. What? We've got Hank Corwin for Vice. We've got Yorgos I'm going to butcher your last name, so I'll just skip you <laughs> the favourite. Not, not, it's not Yorgos Lanthimos. It's another Yorgos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Two Yorgos. <laughs> and we've got Barry Alexander-Brown for Black Klansman. Yes. Where's your head at? Where's your heart at, Billy? Oh, I got, I got to be honest, this is a, a pretty tough category, I think. My heart is with Klansman. I think, as we spoke about in our episode, the juxtaposition of certain scenes, the way that the the film flows from comedy to drama, a lot of that is in the direction, a lot of that is in the film editing. And I thought that that film was put together very, very well. That's where my heart is. My head is with Vice, I think, only because of the kind of film it is and the way that the editing plays into the film. It wasn't my favourite film. I don't personally think it's better than Black Klansman in terms of its editing. That's where my head is at for winning, though. I could see Vice winning because oftentimes with editing, most editing equates to best it's editing. Exactly. That's kind of what I was And Vice at. is the most kind of obviously edited. Yes, it is. Yeah. Like, for example, you've got scenes like, you know, the credit roll halfway through the film. Mm. You know, things like that stand out as editing. The, so back, I, the back and forth in time. Yep. Um, I, so, I could see that happening as well. Um, I'm probably with you, though. In terms of who I would give it to, I would also give it to Barry Brown for Klansman. Yeah, yeah. I think we disagree a bit. I know that you thought the editing in Rhapsody was pretty rubbish. I actually thought the editing was one of the strongest parts of the film. Yeah, I think the editing was bog average, (laughs) as the film was bog average. (laughs) I thought the editing was one of the only things that saved it and kept it interesting were the editing and the cinematography. But I know that we disagree big time there. Yeah, just cutting between mid shots. Amazing. But they're like if, if if you're the editor and that's what you're handed, what are you going to do? <laughs> well, let's let's see where the odds are at. I'm really curious for this one. Oh, it's a it's a little bit tight. Uh, Vice is in the lead at two sixteen, followed by the favourite at three twenty eight. Bohemian Rhapsody at four bucks. Then we jump up to Klansman at eleven fifty and Green Book at thirty bucks. All right, how about we head to VFX next? Sure. 
Nominated this year are Christopher Robin, Infinity War, First Man, Ready Player One, and Solo, A Star Wars Story. Good for you, Christopher Robin. <laughs> Where's your heart in your head? My my heart is actually with Solo. Really? Of these films. I really like the effects in Solo. Okay. That would be that would be my favourite. Interesting. I don't think they're bad, but I don't think they're great. My heart's with Christopher Robin. Right, well, I haven't seen Christopher Robin. Like, honestly- uh, I think people forget how hard it is to do a film that is 90% virtual characters. And I think the character animation in the film was gorgeous. The compositing was really, really well done. And yeah, uh, that's actually where my heart is. But my head is with Infinity War. I think this is the award that they're going to throw that as like their popular vote award. I think that maybe they're going to be a bit more highbrow and go first man. Really? You know, when I think back on who has won for visual effects, they've tended, my as my memory serves me, they've shied away from the comic book films. Yeah, but this, I, this is a big event film, though. I can just see them going, I'd rather cast a vote for First Man than an Avengers film. Really? So that's where your head is? I, my, I, th- I think maybe just the, I can just, the highbrow option is there for them, and I wouldn't be surprised if they take it. Interesting. Shall we check the odds? If you must. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. All right. They have Infinity War at $1.20. First Man at $4.33. Ready Player One, 11 bucks. Christopher Robin, 21 And Solo, Star Wars Story, $41. Justice for Solo. <laughs> All right. What should we move on to, Billy? Oh, what about some screenplays? Okay. Original, adapted. Where, where's your heart at? <laughs> Let's, let's go original first. Okie dokie. So original screenplay. We've got some of the, some of these have more than one person, so I'm just going to do the films because because laziness. Yeah. So we've got First Reformed, we've got Green Book, we've got Vice, we've got The Favourite, and we've got Roma. I haven't gotten to First Reformed yet. I've seen the other four. Um, this is really tough. My heart is with The Favourite. I thought The Favourite was a very, very well-written film. But my head is saying Green Book's going to win it. I think I'm our heart. Our hearts are same place, but I, I can see favorite getting it. I think really with I well, I just feel like there would be enough members of the Academy who don't really feel like giving Valalonga an Oscar um, in light of his Twitter past. I don't know how many Academy members that would influence, but I could certainly see that happening. I feel I feel like that's been forgotten about. I don't feel like that's as big a deal as you think it is. I'm sure it won't be for for a lot of people, but I just wonder if it will be for enough. Yeah, I mean I'd I'd love for the favorite to win, but I feel like it it might be too out there a film for the Academy to go for it. I would think there'd be a lot of people who would like to give Paul Schrader an Oscar. He's up for first reformed. I don't think he'll win, but I could see it. Have you you have you gotten to first reformed yet? Yeah. And you were a fan? Yeah, I liked it. Do you think that that's been sn- – I mean, it's only oh, got I the think- two nominations, well, hasn't it? Just screenplay and actor? Yeah, well, uh, no, it's not up for actor. We'll oh, come- really? We'll come to that. I mean, what, he was like the buzz, wasn't he? He was the critical buzz, yes. Wow. All right, let's check the odds. Oh, you might be right. Favourites in the lead at $1.62. Green Book at three seventy six. Roma at $6. First Reformed at ten twenty, And Vice at $17.25. All right, so let, let's move on to Adapted then. 
Same deal. Multiple writers. Uh, we've got Ballad of Buster Scruggs, Black Klansman, Can You Ever Forgive Me, A Star Is Born, and If Beale Street Could Talk. Give us your heart and your head, mate. My heart would be... Uh, it's probably with Beale Street. Yeah, okay. Um, my head... Look, Spike Lee is one of the nominated writers for Black Klansman. So the opportunity is there to give Spike Lee an Oscar. I could very much see that happening. I have the same thought because he's due a career Oscar, but he's not getting directed this year because that's going to Quaron. So I think that, yeah, this might be where they give Spike Lee his Oscar. And I'd be really, really happy with that because, yeah, my my heart is with Beale Street and Black Klansman pretty much equally. I thought they were both the best written not even just adapted screenplays. I thought they were the best written screenplays of the year. All right, well, let's let's see this. Oh, it looks like Klansman might have it. Klansman at $1.25. Closest next is Beale Street at $4.40. Then you jump right down to Star is Born at 16 Can You Ever Forgive Me at 24 Ballad of Buster Scruggs at $52. Why are you even nominated, Jordan? <laughs> <laughs> You're wasting our time. <laughs> I mean, I, I have to be honest. I am really surprised that that got a nomination. That and an original song are its two nominations. Yeah, the song, um, that that puzzles me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should talk about songs this year. But no. Anyway. Uh, it's we can talk. Okay, here, here's what I have to say about song. Shouldn't be a category. <laughs> Oh, uh, where do you draw the line, mate? Well, where do you draw the line? Cinematography and editing? <laughs> Inci- they're incidental. <laughs> yeah. All right. Should we do some acting? Oh, acting. Acting. <laughs> All right. Uh, who do you want to start with? What about supporting actress? The nominees this year are Emma Stone, the favourite, Rachel Weiss, the favourite, Regina King of Beale Street Could Talk, Mariner de Travera, Roma, and Amy Adams Vice. Um, I didn't think Amy Adams was all that. I'm I'm not a big Amy Adams fan in general anyway. I think her Lois Lane has really thrown me off her. <laughs> I am a giant Amy Adams fan. Yeah. Um, I don't th- and I thought she was good in Vice. I did I don't think it was necessarily Oscar nomination good. I mean, she's not getting my vote. I think this is one of the toughest categories. But I love Amy. While Emma Stone and Rachel Weisz were both really strong, they've shot themselves in the foot by having them both in the same category. So I think they're going to split the vote. I actually think Regina King is going to take it. She took the Globe. Did she take the SAG? She or- wasn't nominated for a SAG. Oh, that's ridiculous. Which- who took the SAG? Was that Adams? Um, who did take the SAG? No, um- um, Emily Blunt won the SAG for oh, that's A right. Quiet Place. She did, which uh, now talking about snubs, I am very shocked that A Quiet Place didn't get anything. I think that Krasinski should have been up for director, particularly given it's a debut film. I'm okay with it not being nominated. Well, <laughs> it's a genre film, so it was never going to get nominated. But my my money for this is on Regina King, purely on the strength of the Globes. Yeah, I, I still even, I mean, the SAG thing is weird, but I'm probably, I still am with Regina King and I would be completely happy with that. Okay, the bookies are with Regina King too. She's at a dollar forty-five. All right, what are the what are the supporting lads got for us? We've got Adam Driver for Black Klansman. We've got Mahashala Ali for Green Book. We've got Sam Rockwell for Vice. We've got Sam Elliott for A Star Is Born, and we've got Richard E. Grant for Can You Ever Forgive Me? Who would you give it to, Billy? I actually think that this is probably the most stacked category of the night. Sam Elliott was the best thing about A Star Is Born. And he, he was really, really good in it. 
Mahashala Ali was fantastic in Green Book. Probably, again, the best thing about the movie. And I'm not really sure what Sam Rockwell's doing there. No, Sam Rockwell, Rockwell is the one for me that I'm like, no, he he's last. That was a bit of a- for, like, I mean, I enjoyed him in the film, but it was a bit surface-level imitation-y, yes. I, I thought. Yeah, and also he won last year. Yeah, so he's not getting two in a row. He's not, like, he's not even in the competition. For me, if it was my heart, I'm going with Adam Driver because I thought that he was absolutely fantastic in that role. But head, I'm going Ali. Oh, this is an- Absolute non-event. Ali's winning it. You reckon it's a lock? Oh, this is an absolute lock. I don't think it's that. It's close, a lock. Is it? He has won everything. It's a, he's winning. I would give it to. I'd be. I'd be Richard E. Grant. I thought he was spectacular. Really? And can you ever forgive me? Well, I do need to see that movie. But I just, I can't believe that you don't think Adam Driver's in the conversation. No, no one else is in the conversation. Ali's getting Oscar number two. Really? Whoa. Holy, yep, you're right. He's at a dollar and five cents. He's not losing this award. Second is Richard E. Grant at 10 bucks. All right, gentlemen, in a leading role, I find this such a boring category this year. Yeah. I really do. This this does nothing for me. I agree. And part of it is that my two favourite lead male performances of the year aren't there. And who would that be for you? That would be Ethan Hawke for First Reformed. And Joaquin Phoenix for You Were Never Really Here. Yeah, I, right. their, their absence here, I find shocking. I also think Stephen James for Beale Street is is a huge miss because- Yeah, I'd, yep, I'd have him there too. Yeah. Uh, and e- even John David Washington for Black Klansman, I'm surprised that he's not here. Um, but yeah, this kind of- I look through the- So, the, the, the nominees, which kind of just honestly bore me, are Bradley Cooper for A Star Is Born- Willem Dafoe for At Eternity's Gate, playing an artist who died age 37, so go figure that one out. Um, Rami Malek for Bohemian Rhapsody, Viggo Mortensen for Green Book, and Christian Bale for Vice. Yeah, I didn't think any of these were really that great performances. Like, to be honest, my f- my two favourites of these are Bradley Cooper in A Star Is Born, who I did not really care for that movie, but he was what carried it for me. He was the only interesting thing in the movie, and he was really you great. You just said that Sam Elliott was the best thing about well, it. Yes, yeah, but Sam Elliott's barely there. <laughs> Sam Elliott carries it in a supporting role. Bradley Cooper is the only, like, as far as the two leads go, I found no chemistry between them, but I did believe his character. Lead role should be Sam Elliott's moustache. <laughs> and Viggo Mortensen in Green Book, I actually, I really enjoyed his performance too. Christian Bale, just, why was he doing his Batman voice? See, I actually thought Christian Bale was real. I didn't think he was great, but I did think he was very good. I don't know, man. He was just like, I am the genie. <laughs> so, so if you had to pick of the nominees, look, if- like with a, you know, if you had to, like you never get to eat fast food again. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. If I if I had to give you my heart choice of these nominees, and I should say I haven't seen At Eternity's Gate. No, me neither. If I had to give my heart pick of these nominees, it would be Bradley Cooper. Yeah, same. But if if I have to give my head pick, I'm going with who I actually think was the worst this year, Rami Malek. I did not enjoy his performance of Freddie Mercury in any way. I thought he was almost- I would almost use the word abysmal, but I think he's going to win it. Yeah, he, look, he's, he's won the SAG. He just won the BAFTA. I Yeah, they, they, I think this is happening. Now, obviously, we didn't do an episode on this, but we've both seen it. We've 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 spoken about it. But the one thing we haven't spoken about is his performance. I don't know how you felt about it. Where were you on him? Oh, I thought he was good. 
Really? I didn't think he was I didn't think he was great, but I, I thought he was I thought he rose above pretty much everything else around him. Here's the thing for me is that I get that Freddie Mercury had an overbite and that that was a distinguishing feature about him. The way they've done it with Malik, man, it's just in the way. It's it's distracting from his performance. Yeah. It it really honestly is. I don't know what they've done, but he seems distracted by it. And it is distracting to watch. It. I would rather that they didn't even try and make it look like him. They just, you know, left him as he is. Yeah. <laughs> like- Yeah, I'm not going to be thrilled with this win if it happens. No, because I did not think he was very good. I found him irritating. <laughs> but I think he's winning it, as do apparently the bookies. Malik at $1.25, Christian Bale at 4 bucks. Then we jump all the way to Bradley Cooper at 21 Viggo Mortensen, 34 and Willem Dafoe- $67. Ah, well, he'll be happy to be there. <laughs> All right, so here's a more interesting category, Best Actress. We've got Lady Gaga for A Star Is Born. We've got Melissa McCarthy for Can You Ever Forgive Me? We've got Olivia Colman for The Favourite. We've got Yalitza Aparicio for Roma. We've got Glenn Close for The Wife. Now, I haven't seen two of these performances. I, I haven't seen Can You Ever Forgive Me or The Wife. I know that you really enjoyed The Wife, though. I did. And I'm assuming Glenn Close was part of what you enjoyed. She's fantastic. She is Glenn Close. Um, I don't rate Gaga. I thought Yelitsa Aparicio was really, really great, but I don't think she's got a shot of this award. This, for me, is really hard to separate my head and heart because I thought that Olivia Coleman was so good. She's where my heart is at. Yep. I find it really, really hard to not say she's where my head is at just because she is so- Fantastic. But I have to ask, has Glenn Close got an Oscar? She does not yet. Then she's winning. Because <laughs> she's getting her career award regardless of the performance. I haven't seen it. It might be really great. But if she doesn't already have one, she's getting it. So the aggravation here for me is that Olivia Coleman is my favourite performance of the year, full stop. Yeah, she was so, so outrageously good in the favourite. The only thing that will make me... Well, there's there's a couple of things that will make me not throw the toys out of the cot when she, as I expect, does not win. One of them is that I don't think she should be in this category. Yeah, I agree. I think she I think she was the supporting actress. Yeah, and if she was there, I I think she probably would win. Yes, personally. Yes, I think they've really done. I think they've a problem with the, the category. What, I don't know. I don't know what who the studio is behind the favorite, but I think they've mucked this up. I mean, what they should have done is had Coleman up for supporting, had Weiss up for lead, and not tried to get Emma Stone in there because I by think, doing that, they've messed themselves up. I completely agree. So let's. So Coleman is my favorite performance. I think Glenn Close is winning. Like she's she won the Golden Globe, she won the SAG, and. To an and okay, yes, I do think this is a career award because if if I'm if I'm an Academy member, sure, I would want to I would want to give Glenn Close an Oscar. Yeah, I mean, and she's Glenn Close, she was Cruella Deville. <laughs> and the thing that's okay about this for me, even though yes, I do think it is a career award, is that she is fantastic in The Wife. The bookies are saying that Close has it. She's at a dollar seventeen, followed by Coleman at five dollars. Why don't you hit us with some directors, Billy? Best director, we have Alfonso Cuaron for Roma, Spike Lee for Black Klansman, Adam McKay for Vice, Yogos Lanthamos for The Favourite, and Paul Polkakowski for- Palakowski, I think. And Paul Pakakowski for Cold <laughs> Not War. Not even close. <laughs> Paul Polkakowski? It's spelt really weird, mate. He's Paul with a W. Yeah, I, I don't think it's Paul, mate. 
<laughs> okay. Powell? Yeah. Powell Palkikoski? Powell Powell Paul Palakowski, I think. Nah, mate, it's, it's, it's got a K in there. Yeah, hence the Kowski. No, no, it's Kikowski. Kikowski. Palakowski. There's no L. I'm on the Oscar one, mate. <laughs> I'm on, like, the actual Oscar thing. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. a typo. <laughs> All right. And Paul Polakowski for Cold War. <laughs> All right. Where's your heart? Where's your head? Okay. My my thoughts about this category, these nominees. Um, look, great diversity here amongst fi- yeah. five men. <laughs> But but only one white American. <laughs> yeah. One step forward, two steps back, written and directed by a white man. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, this is in a year. Just to, like, for a, go off track for a second, like, Lynn, Ra- Lynn Ramsey for You'll Never Really Hear, Marielle Heller for Can You Ever Forgive Me, Deborah Granick for Leave No Trace. Like, there was there was some great stuff that yeah. could have been nominated that wasn't. Yeah. Um, this is, I mean, this is a non-event. Alfonso Caron is going to win and it will be well-deserved. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I think if he wasn't there, it would probably go to Spike Lee for his career award. But as we said, I think he'll get screenplay instead and this will go to Quaron, And it will be deserved. I think he deserves just about any award he gets this year. Yeah. Uh, it, it was a, it was just a phenomenal film. Yeah, like, yep. There's no other way to put it. The fact that a Netflix film got 10 nominations this year tied for the most with the favourite. That, like that's an outstanding achievement, and he deserves everything that comes to him. So this will make it. Let's and let's just assume that this happens, which would it would be stunning if he doesn't win. That I think I'm right in saying that that would be five of the last six director yeah. Oscars that went to the so-called Three Amigos. Yeah, because Del Toro got it last year. And uh, of course, Caron has already won for Gravity and Birdman, and then Inuritu won back to back for Birdman and The Revenant. Yeah. Yeah. So those three are hogging all their Oscars. <laughs> it, it kind of Pick up you- your game, America. Build that wall quick. <laughs> you need some Oscars. <laughs> all right. Let's see where the odds are at. Yeah. Yeah. Quaron's getting it. He's at a dollar and five cents. Uh, followed not closely at all by Spike Lee, $10. From there, you jump to McKay and Lanthimos tied at $41. And our good mate, Pal. Polakowski at $51. <laughs> Have you seen Cold War? I haven't, no. That's good. Uh, is Nicole Kidman? No, mate, that was Cold Mountain. <laughs> also 15 years ago. <laughs> Tell me about Cold War. Cold War is a Polish film set from kind of post-World War II and then it spans kind of 20 years of this doomed relationship. Right. My sister married a Pole. Hey. <laughs> Like a person from Poland, yeah. Not, not a, not not a pole. <laughs> not not a pole. Do you want to do you want a joke that when when my sister, occasional host Beth heard, she was this wiped her out for about half an hour. Like she was weeping. <laughs> she couldn't. This just this this joke broke her. Okay, so oh my god, I fucking forgotten the joke. <laughs> Great built up. I'm calling Beth. Are you actually going to call her? I am. She's probably at the movies. Hi, this is Beth. Oh. Sorry, I'm not available, but we can- That little shit. It's not worth it at this point. <laughs> okay. All right, so we're, we're moving on. Yeah. Next, next category. Yep. Oh, he's Beth. Hey. Yes, I'm- What's What's the joke about if people from Poland are Poles? 
Then why aren't people from Holland called Holland? <laughs> 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 is that the punchline? <laughs> I thought you had it right already. It just wasn't that funny. <laughs> just so you know, you're on speakerphone and we're recording for an episode. <laughs> Polish people, Holland, Dutch, whatever you are, do not fucking put that in. It's going to be edited out. That's appalling. It's going in. Don't worry. Is Billy laughing? He obviously thinks it's funny. He's laughing. I'm laughing at you more than the joke. As if the joke is hilarious. As is the fact that today I literally took out the trash, including my copy of John Carter. Oh, <gasps> oh cold that is hurtful. <laughs> you did you didn't even like you didn't even give it to charity bin. <laughs> I'm not they, they've got a hard enough life as it is. <laughs> <laughs> I will never forgive you. <laughs> All right. So now now Beth is on the Oscars episode. <laughs> Did you literally just want me to tell the joke on air? Yeah, that's it. Good day. All right, so imagine a world where the eight films that are up for Best Picture are not up for Best Picture. I'm imagine I'm there. I'm okay. there, buddy. Now we we I think we would both be very upset for Roma and the Favorite. Yeah. Per- well, personally, I would be very upset for those two. I'd also be upset for Klansman. But I would I could be, I'd be more happy if none of these films are up, and instead we had you were never really here. Leave No Trace, First Man, Can You Ever Forgive Me, If Beale Street Could Talk, First Reformed, Suspiria, and Annihilation. Yeah, I'd be happy with that. Like, personally, for me, that is not only eight films that collectively are better than the eight we have. It's just, for me, hugely more interesting. It's it's more diverse. It's far more diverse. Like, given the amount of nominations Netflix films had, I'm actually really surprised that Annihilation got nothing. Yeah. Like, where is that in visual Well, presumably they just didn't. Put like they put all their basket, put all their be- the baskets in one egg. <laughs> <laughs> they, but like, that's mean, why at some point you do have to decide what are we going to push. I mean, Annihilation has far stronger visual effects than half the films that are up for that category. Yeah, I mean, yep. Yet, I mean, Alex Garland for director, like uh, it's, it's shocking to me. Oh, some right. of the films we didn't get, I agree. But to the films we do have, look, but, which uh, are but here's the we, other we've thing. Read them out. Okay, yep. Go. Here's the other thing, right? Like. We used to have five. There used to be five. In what I call the good old days. And then after, I think 2009 was the first year, and it was after The Dark Knight. People were upset that that didn't get nominated for Best Picture, so they said, all right, we're going to expand it so that we can have different kind of films in there. That, that was really the idea behind it, was if they have ten, they can put more genre films in there. But, of course, as voting works, it's nigh on impossible for there to be ten. Well, th- this is the thing. We're allowed up to ten- why did, like, they could have had two spots for actual good films. <laughs> or we could have limited to five and just had five really strong films instead of eight mostly mediocre ones. Mm. So here's what is up for Best Picture. We have Bohemian Rhapsody. What? We have The Favourite. We have Black Panther. We have Black Klansman. We have Green Book. We have Vice. We have A Star is Born. And we have Roma. I have one more question. Yes. Do you think this category would look different had they gone with their initial idea of a popular vote category? Personally, I think Black Panther was always getting nominated. I disagree. I think that, let's face it, the whole idea for the popular vote category was so that they could give Black Panther something. And I I, I think that that is a real shame to me when you had other films out there that are as strong with the same- Well, sorry, 
much better films. You look at Beale Street, you know, with a African-American director, writer, and a mainly African-American cast. Uh, you know, there are other films like that. They might not have been these big tentpole blockbusters, but it, it is such a- sh- Like, I don't think Black Panther's bad, but it has no place in this category. Here's the thing. The reason I think it would get nominated regardless is that it- wa- So, the biggest voting block in the Academy is the actors, and Black Panther won Best Ensemble at the SAGs. So, there clearly is- a lot of love in the Academy for the film. I'm fine with a Kugler film having an Oscar, but that film should have been Fruitvale Station. That is Kugler's best film to date. And Black Panther just absolutely does not touch anywhere near that. It is a Marvel movie, and I like the Marvel movies, but it's not a best picture. Neither are most of the films. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. So, I mean, let, I mean, let, let's get to them. Where's your heart? Where's your head? The most worthy film is Roma. Like, full stop for me. Look, I I loved Roma. My head is with Roma. My heart is actually torn between The Favourite and Black Landsman. Mm. I know I've spoken about both those films at length and how much I enjoyed them, but I I do think that they were the two best of these nominations. Mm. Roma's right up there. I loved it. But, um, yeah, it didn't touch me in the same way those other two did. Yeah, like the- the favourite is my favourite. Like, if I want to watch another one of these films again, it's going to be the favourite. But if I'm saying what's the best, I think Roma is the best. Yeah, Ro- Roma has a lot of elements that work extremely well together. The acting, the cinematography, the screenplay. There's a lot of very, very, very strong elements there that make it work as a, a really, really great film. I agree with that. And it's going to be- I mean, it is going to be very interesting whether- So, a foreign language film has never won Best Picture. This which, is my- I mean, I mean, hello. Are you, like, really, Academy? You're saying in 90 years, every single year, the best film has been in English? Like, yeah. Come on. So, it's got to clear the hurdle of the fact that it's not in English. It's also got to clear the baggage of being a Netflix film. And, yes, it got a theatrical release, but it is more a Netflix film than a cinema film. So, are people going to hold that against it? The thing that gives me hope on the Netflix front is the nominations that the Ballad of Buster Scruggs got. So, clearly, they're not so anti-Netflix that they're just against it full stop. Yeah. Because otherwise, Scruggs wouldn't be there. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. That's true. But then another thing against it is that it almost certainly will already have won Best Foreign Language Film. So, you can go, all right, we've already given you this. Now we can give another film best picture. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I'm thinking too. So no film has ever won both. How many have actually been nominated for both? Um, One is it only Crouching well, Tiger? Certainly Crouching Tiger. I imagine Life Is Beautiful was up for both, but yeah, how many? I don't know. Yeah, that's that's exactly where my head is. That it 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 is definitely going to win foreign picture, and based on that, based on the fact that it's a Netflix film. I, I could see the favourite taking it. I can't see any of the others taking it. I, I think the competition is Green Book. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. I don't think Green Book is really that much of a competition. I mean, uh, look, I don't think it should be. But <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I, I still think- I, I think that Roma is the most likely winner, but, but I'm not confident in that. Yeah, okay. Well, I'm curious to see where the bookies heads are at. Okay, yeah, they've got Roma at $1.25, which is pretty likely odds. 
Green Book second at five, The Favourite at 15, Black Panther and Black Klansman both at 26, Bohemian Rhapsody at 34, A Star is Born at 56, and Vice, $101. (laughs) Let's put some money on Vice. Well, I'm, I'm, to be honest, I'm surprised that that's last. I can't believe that A Star is Born and Bohemian Rhapsody are, are- are betting higher than that. Man I, man, I remember a time when A Star Is Born was, according to some people, winning this award. That fizzled. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, that's- Well, Roma might have it then, which would be nice. I'd be very, very happy with Roma taking it. I think Solo should win. <laughs> <laughs> have you rewatched Solo? No, I haven't yet. Uh, neither of us were that hot on it at the time. I, I liked it. We both liked it, but do you think that that'll be- Similar to Last Jedi for you, where, like, the second viewing, like, really brings it up. No, I don't think so. No? Because, as you know, I'm really quite high on Last Jedi now. You, Yeah, you're whereas, very high on it. Whereas Solo, like, if it came on, I would watch it, but it is, to date, the only live-action Star Wars film I don't own on disc. Right. Because I'm just like, I liked that film enough, but, yeah. Did you see that they wrapped filming on Nine today? I did, and I got all- <laughs> My, my nerd senses started tingling. <laughs> it's it's pretty exciting. It would be more exciting if I felt like it was the last one, though. We're getting oversaturated. Or at least the last one for a while. Well, I think it, I, I think it might be the last one for a while precisely because of that. You think it might be? Well, I mean, no. I think it might be the last numbered episode for a while. But oh, we're, I think that's a certainty. But we're going to continue to have a million other things said in this universe for the next- 15 years. I think for a li- I, I could see in the short term them really concentrating more on the, the Mandalorian well, that's their, what I was for their s- streaming service. And uh, that kind of gives them the- So then they can you know, back off the accelerator on the films a bit. That's what that's my expectation. But just because plans aren't public doesn't mean they're not happening. For sure. Like just on, uh, on Thursday, Nintendo surprise dropped Tetris Battle Royale. Nobody knew it was coming. It just dropped for free, download. I, I still didn't know. It was, what, what are we talking oh, about? <laughs> okay, all right. You know what a Battle Royale game is, right? It's uh, it, it's where everyone kills each other, isn't it? Yeah, 100 people against each other. Okay. Tetris. <laughs> Tetris Battle Royale. Okay. You play Tetris online with 99 other people. I thought the fun of Tetris was that you didn't have to engage with the world at all. Oh, no, mate. You haven't lived until you've played Tetris Battle Royale. I'm sure you're right. <laughs> I mean, we should go play some after this. All right. <laughs> it is- It is. It's how- Like, it came out on uh, Thursday. I had work Friday and I've played six hours of it so far. <laughs> you're, so, you're telling me you played at work a lot? I played at work a lot. <laughs> All right. Uh, what are we getting to on Thursday for our regular episode? We will be talking about if Beale Street could talk. Yes. I think that will be a good one. I think that was a snub in a lot of categories. Hashtag snub. <laughs> Justice for Beale Street. In the meantime, if you want to get in touch with us, you can do that at wewatchedathing.com or wewatchedathing at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all under the handle at wewatchedathing. If you do want to help support the show, you can do that by visiting us at patreon.com forward slash wewatchedathing. And we'll catch you Thursday. Go watch a movie, everyone. Bye. What did he say? Well, fuck, I don't have the tweet, mate. Hang on. (laughs) We're going to build a wall. It's going to be amazing. That's a terrible Trump. I'm sorry. (laughs) I do the best Trump. It's the best. (laughs) Okay. Let's try and forget that happened. (laughs)